everybody. Welcome to the New World Podcast, where we discuss all things New World. With me, as always, is Mark. I hate this movie. And Erica. Uh, I hate having to watch all these movies. <laughs> and me, your fun-loving host, Ryan, on this bonus episode. I screwed that up and I answered to Mark. I know. I didn't even know. <laughs> you did. I was like, whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> another bonus episode i hope you guys are doing well really happy new year happy new year everyone that's right ease into this new year won't you like get into 2021 squeeze into the new year we don't want to hit you with a whole movie like episode we want to do a bonus episode that just sort of like eases you into the new year it's sort of like um it's a new year but you're still in lockdown that's what this bonus episode is. <laughs> That's right. Now, I, I should point out, uh, a friend pointed out to me that our 18 again episode, we mentioned, we recorded that at the top of 2020. Oh. And we were really hopeful of what 2020 was going to bring. God, we were so full Did, of Were yeah. we? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, fun to go back. We'd but, all just be together but, holding hands. <laughs> Sharing cigars, putting we our were, fingers in each other's eyes that's and right. noses we recorded, without consequence. We recorded that to in person, God. together. Hmm. Uh, one of the last ones to where yeah. we were together. Um, but this episode, we're going to go uh, talk about a couple of the movies we've been watching recently. Before that, I wanted to do some business that we haven't done yet. Oh. Oh, uh, oh, we're going oh, to oh. air some business. Yeah, we're going to get do into need, some business. Oh, do I need to open up a ledger? Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm getting my... <laughs> Mark, getting... please open the official New World Podcast ledger. Okay, uh, my, Erica, my I hope debits and credits notes. are ready to go. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> click, 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 click. Notes, no notes, notes, don't, notes. Don't let notes. that ledger get in the wrong hands or we're all screwed. Yeah. Yikes. No, uh, this was basically, uh, we had never uh, read this over in a podcast. When we did our Chud episode, if you remember, our fabulous guest, Matt Mercer, talked about the potential remake that was written by Zach Stentz. And I uh, tweeted about that on our uh, New World podcast Twitter. And he actually responded to us. And I wanted to share what he wrote. <gasps> oh, which we have oh, not talked on. about. I'm a little behind on the notes. Noting your notes. Oh, notes. I'm so glad you're doing these notes on an old timey typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only um, way I take. It's the only thing I trust. So we had talked about uh, the potential remake, and Zach Stentz wrote in and said our script basically treated the first movie as an urban legend, mm. while telling a very different story. <clears throat> it was going to be a survival horror story about a crew trying to hack a bank's underground server vault getting arrested by cops, dot, 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 then all of them being attacked by the Chud. Ooh. Yeah, so I asked him I don't, about... I don't, I don't see how that ties into Home Alone at all. Yeah, that's where it Ro- the kind robbery. of... The robbery. The robbery, okay, but yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so would the cops lay down the maze of 
of of of torture through the home where everyone gets hurt. Is, no, the, is, that, the, the Chud do. The chud. Oh, the, so the Chud. The Chud. Okay, they're putting because the tar on. Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, got it. They're got it. Essentially, okay. they're in the Chud's. You know, a very nice uh, Ill, uh, Chicago suburb home. Yeah. Okay, so this one is actually based in Naperville, so <laughs> it's yeah. it feels more suburban, but yeah, uh, I like it. I like it. I like where this is going. But uh, the sewer system in Naperville is very vast and extensive. It's super course, extensive. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely huge. <laughs> Uh, it contains a well, large population of undergrounders. Here's the thing: it's yeah, we, maybe it's not set in Chicago at all because we're just dealing with the wet bandits. I mean, as it is, Chud was about Kevin's dad, Mr. McAllister, taking off on that family and starting a brand new life in New York with his photographer girlfriend. He's starting a brand new family. That's so, true. That's true. His old life's catching up with him. So the wet bandits were. I mean, last last we less uh, last we left the wet bandits, they were in New York City. Sorry, so, I have to edit the notes now due to that uh, club. Oh, sorry, so, okay, sorry, but hold man. on. Thank you for editing. So the what notes. happens is he then takes a job uh shooting uh trucks at international trucks in Naperville, <laughs> moves to Naperville, and while he's there, the Chud follow him. They get into the sewer system, they get into the riverfront that they have in Ooh. Naperville, Ooh. and all hell breaks loose. That's Chud three right there. You just you just plotted out another a quick live crunch of the numbs yeah. right there. So I kind okay, of asked, I'm what, in. What, I'm I asked in. Zach Stentz kind of what had happened and what if there was ever a chance that that, you know, what, what was going to happen with it. And he said um, uh, that the they were controlled by an intellectual property attorney named Mark Tuberoff or Toberoff, who briefly tried to be a producer. It turned out he was much better at IP lawyering than producing movies. Not sure if he still controls it or not. So that was the who they created the script for. But. It's going nowhere. Mark Toberoff, if you still have the rights, make that movie. Come on, Tobe. We're, we're calling you movie. out. We're calling you out, Tobes. We'll help you out. Come we on, Tobe. It's all laid out. It's practically done. I'm sure it. he's listening. I am sure he's glued I, he's, to oh, this he's podcast. He's absolutely I, listening to this. <laughs> it was like, I can't wait for the 2021 bonus. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, he's an avid listener. He, he is an avid listener. Little... All the little trips. He's a Patreon subscriber, I'm sure. Ooh. <laughs> okay, now we ha- now now we have to go set up a Patreon account. So oh god, that, oh we'll no! We'll do that after Wait, this. Wait, we do that? Uh, I thought it. it was like uh, when people get a star in Hollywood Boulevard. Just someone sets that up for you. Yep. No, but you still have to pay for it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you need this. You need some money. Just do something to make this show better. All right, so that was just a few, uh, something I uh, wanted to share a while ago. Haven't been able to get around to it because, you know, it's just been so busy. I oh. mean, the holidays, it's oh. been so rough. But Exhausting. let's dive into some movies because Lord knows it was the holidays. We all watched a bunch of movies as well as movies for this podcast, but movies, other movies as well, because you got to mix it up. You've got to mix it up. That's very important. So, Mark, let's start off because we've talked in these bonus episodes about two other films in the trilogy that is The Forgotten Gialli Volume 1, released by Vinegar mm-hmm. Syndrome. Yes. We've talked about trauma. We've talked about The Killers 1 of 13. And now we need to talk about the last film, Police Are Blundering in the Dark. Right. And if just to start us off for fun, I would like Erica... To tell us what what that movie's about. Oh, um, well, I'll tell you. The first twenty eight ish minutes, um, there's a titty count. 
There is. There is. There's an almost immediate titty count. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about um, a woman who doesn't understand how to outwit, a, um, you know, um, a pursuer. That is. The rest of the movie, I think, is about tiny cars and beautiful <laughs> women. That's That was the gist of what I gathered before I promptly fell asleep. I will say, though, that title just rolls right off the tongue. Isn't it? God. Police are blundering in the dark. Actually, I don't mind it as a title. Like, it, it seems like a better book title than a movie title, but it's a great title. It isn't applicable to this particular movie, however. Right. <clears throat> because yes. the police don't, as far as I can tell, they never blunder in the dark, at least in this film. They do show up, but not till the very, very end of the film. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have said that a better title would have been The Boobs Are Bouncing in the Daylight. Uh, because <laughs> there is... <clears throat> there is a boobs. very, very high titty count. Yeah. And almost and 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 to a point that you're like, you don't you really didn't need to show boobs in that scene, but sure, okay, you did. Mm-hmm. But here they um, are. Here they are. You start to feel gypped when they when they're, then, not, when there. they're not there. Yeah. When they're not. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they're just talking about stuff. Why don't they have some? Why doesn't somebody well, take the shirt off? Yeah, this exactly. Chat? Come on, well, why bitch. did that actress have to be so puritanical? It wouldn't show her <laughs> yeah. boobs. Everyone else What's did. What's her problem? <laughs> well, I remember trauma also having a pretty high titty count as well. But this one, <clears throat> I think, might be even oh, higher. Wins. Because there is a girl that is like the maid, and she is DTF. So oh, with well, literally anybody, including the mentally challenged son. I would also say that as far as, uh, you know, in, in horror movies or giallo movies, it's it's not unusual to have a, a murder scene with a topless woman. But I have not yet in another movie seen, uh, and this is going back to that that maid or, or whatever her, her position was in the house. <laughs> it, like turning her body so specifically to be like you see my boobs i'm i'm struggling for life i'm crawling to in the bathroom i'm trying to f- make my way to the tub but do you have a good vo- view of my boobs cuz i'm going to keep pivoting my back arcing my back to just give you the perfect <laughs> boob shot at all times it was um it was a real craft i feel like there was a lot of craft put into that Essentially, it's about a killer who's stalking these model women, and one of these models has a boyfriend who is a journalist. Again, (laughs) we love movies if we go back to Home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Movies about just generic journalists. Right. And he's a bit of a cad because he had another lady with him when she called him, so this guy gets around. And when he shows up at this hotel to find his friend who is already perished, he is hit on by every single woman. But, oh, that's barely even our main character because he gets marginalized by the end because then the wheelchair-bound guy that's in the hotel who, also... Who owns a hotel. Owns a hotel, excuse who, me. Who, he, is, who has figured out a way to take pictures that read your mind. <laughs> which is such a weird concept that is its own movie. which it's it's funny there's a scene where he's trying to get uh i guess he's developing film almost in an like one of those overhead projectors where you would have the wax paper and and well wow i'm really dating myself the overhead projectors (laughs) in school if you're over 40 years old you know what i'm talking about (laughs) well you're dating yourself as soon as you said you know (laughs) developing film that, that. <laughs> yeah, but so he's trying to to develop uh, an eight by ten of what was in someone's mind 
using sliders that look like they're off a mixing board. And it, it there's no rationale as to how this contraption would ever work. Why sliding one thing or the other is going to make any difference. At one point, he's switching. Uh, he's He keeps moving a switch back and forth simply because if you switch, if you turn it to the right, a red light turns on. If you turn it to the left, a green light turns on. And I assume the director was like, just keep moving that back and forth because it makes lights turn on and off. And that will show <laughs> that this thing's happening. And I, I was so confounded by it. And they spend a ton of time with him doing this, but they never explain how it works or what he's doing or the the science or the math behind it is just take it for granted. Like just, just assume someone can take pictures of what you're thinking. And then this movie's great. Then it's cool. Like no leaps of faith needed. It's all good. He can't, he, he can't help his son who, uh, uh, you know, can't really speak, but he can take pictures of people's thoughts through a camera. <laughs> like he's, and he's in a wheelchair. He can't get out of a wheelchair, but he, I, it just seems like misaligned or he hasn't prioritized his science. Right. If, if, Listen, if, I've got to get, I got to, I got to learn, I got to figure out this contraption is going to take pictures of people's thoughts. It's going to be incredible. And then I'm going to get around to seeing what I could do about your disability. I just, I got to do this thing first. You know what I mean? It's like, I put that, this well, is just top of my priority list. Like you're in there. You're in the priority list. I want to solve your affliction. It's just, but here's the thing. I got to do this first. I, I got funding from Xerox to do this other thing. And I have to fulfill that obligation. And I have a statement of work. They're on got, my ass. Oh, they're man. riding my ass. I mean, I've if they could. Through, through the I got, Deli- you know what I mean? I got deliverables and they're just fucking on me about it. I'm sorry, son. Oh, he's walking away mumbling. It's fine. He's cool. He's fine. Maybe he'll get laid. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. As Who it knows? turns that out, works. he will. That works for some ladies. Go <laughs> go take go take the maid behind the ficus and then you'll you'll get some. Trust me. <laughs> you know, what's so weird about that contraption is that it happens so late in the movie that at that point you're like yeah, I mean, okay, sure. He also can take pictures of people's thoughts. I mean, it happens so late in the movie that you're like, so is that the plot now? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Are we on this? Is this the thing? <laughs> because the mystery of like who's killing these girls that the quote unquote journalist is trying to figure out sounds like his journalism is like, who can I sleep with? Um,. <laughs> Because there's a whole scene about him trying to sleep with the super horny maid and then getting busted and being like, ugh, gotta go back to my... Like, are you there to solve the murders? <laughs> uh, it's certainly, I would say, worth of you just for something crazy. But I, I kind of wanted a... I don't know, it sounds terrible, but I kind of wanted a few more deaths. I wanted a little bit more action. There's a little... No. Yeah, it, there's only three deaths in this entire movie, which is, it, it feels a little light. Uh, look, I, I, yeah, it, it's worth watching if you just want to watch something that doesn't make a lot of sense. Even at the end, when they reveal who the killer is, it's sort of like, is really, is that the killer? I don't, that doesn't Once really add up. who the killer was, I kind of was like, well, I mean, okay. I mean, but it doesn't and, add and, up. And the, it doesn't make thoughts, sense. It doesn't really. And then thoughts are like the whole thing about taking pictures of somebody's thoughts. Didn't he get that wrong? Didn't he have somebody else pegged? Yes. 
So like I, yeah, that it, whole pit, the whole device, his device doesn't him, work. Is to him go? Oh my god! I I found out who the killer is, and then he's wrong. I was yeah. like, what? What is the point? Well, it was a beta version. It hadn't. They hadn't gone through quality assurance. This is a. This is just a prototype. So I mean, they're not going to get every thought correct. I mean, that's right. that's the takeaway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at the end of this one, for reasons I can't understand, they have a shot of inside the cockpit of a plane flying over what would is be i guess the the house that they were staying in yes and yes. it does like it flies over then does a <laughs> turn and flies back over and then it's just fino the end i'm like <laughs> yeah. why did the do, yeah. why did we no one's flown in this movie at all why <laughs> do we have a plane shot it's aerial shots for the rest of the final credits <laughs> It's just from inside a plane. It's like somebody offered them a free plane ride and they're like, well, let's take a shot of this. We're in. Yeah. We're, we're going to, this is excellent footage for our movie. So we've talked about, so we've talked about three of these movies. Yes. And yes. Uh, we've, we've just admitted uh, that really only one out of three is, I get good. I mean, uh, you know. Well, well not, I admit it. We admitted traumas are, I think trauma is the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Right. But so. I wouldn't say that that uh, the other two are great. I mean, they're certainly oddities to watch for sure. But for sure. so I, I guess I guess the question I would ask is, you know, knowing that and knowing that they have uh, a, another box set that they released that vinegar vinegar syndrome released based upon the three that we watched, would you recommend buying the second one? Uh, I well, we we both did, Mark. <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> so, so there. So we will be oh. diving into volume two, but oh. I, I actually the uh, the the movies on the second volume are a little bit more well known. That therefore, I think the the second volume maybe that we you know we're gonna have slightly slightly better. I will say they all looked terrific. Sure, some good commentaries. Um, but volume two, and there is gonna be a volume three. So we will have well, to maybe table this question until we finish volume two. Oh, let's be, let's, is, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We're going to buy volume three anyway. Yeah, it, it's I was say, like, it's, you're going to buy it. Right. Well, I know for sure Ryan's going to buy it because he's a completist. Yes, so he will buy you. it to thank complete you. the set. Thank, thank you for understanding. When, when there, you know, he'll buy two to give one to Mark as a joke, but Mark will have already bought two. And so and then I'll have a, I'll give it to Justin eventually. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think we're 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 down on these movies just to check them out. Uh, I I would say the two of the three are worth a look. Um, I think Trauma was the better movie of all of them, and Trauma is one that I think I would watch again. Uh, I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not sure yes. how much I'm going to be racing to watch Killers One of Thirteen again, and, and it's super <laughs> and it's super fast subtitles. Not be, that's a real. That's a real. That is a real. That's a real. That's a real. To speed read that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real exercise for your reading skills. And, you know, police are blundering in the dark. Maybe. I don't know. I could. I, maybe I might watch that s- several years down the road. But I think trauma might be one that I go for again, because there's a lot about that movie that was just really hilarious and wonderful and, and rewatchable. But yep. Another movie that I think I might rewatch, but we did watch. Eric, I'm not sure how much you did watch of this. But I got the disc it's from it's a brand new company called Cauldron. I believe the guy that runs Diabolic DVD runs this company. And this is this is they're they're just starting out. And this is one of the first releases that they put out. And this is a movie from Sergio Martino called American Rickshaw. Hey, 
babe, ride with me, give you a discount. I'll carry you my arms if you prefer. Hey, Tiger. Don't you rickshaw guys work for tits? Is a hundred bucks enough? <coughs> Never trust a whore. <coughs> Can't you forget who's holding the aces here, pal? I'm in deep shit, Daniel. Somebody got there before me. So, but it's all very suspicious. Ah, shut up! I kill for a lot less. Oh, okay. And this movie was talk about crazy. This movie was this was wild. This yes. was a guy who's in Miami and he mm-hmm. runs a rickshaw mm-hmm. and he and he helps an old lady in the rain mm-hmm. and he gives her a rickshaw ride and that turns out to be a really good twist of luck because as this movie then involves the porn industry in Miami and also a lot of Asian-y mysticism and it's so weird. Uh, but essentially the, uh, the box here, I'll say, I'll read what the box says. After a stripper tricks him into filming a sex tape, Scott Edwards, who is played by Olympic gold medalist, Mitch Gaylord, <clears throat> who would not talk to Cauldron Films about this movie. Yikes. He refused to talk about <laughs> what it. What are you hiding, he's clearly, clearly not. Uh, this is not one of his filmography that he's very proud of. A Miami rickshaw runner becomes embroiled in the murder of an evangelist's son. The evangelist is played by Donald Pleasance. Oh, yes. Doing a southern accent. Yes. Oh. 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 Oh, man. Uh, when he inadvertently takes the wrong videotape. So he tries to take the videotape that this girl tried to trick him into on a yacht in Miami. Oh, find a nickel for the, every time that happens. Oh, boy. Jeez. That, 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 Did he get tricked onto a yacht? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a yacht. I get tricked into making a sex tape. You know, the old classic tale. Have fun down in Miami, but just watch yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't get tricked Check into making a sex tape. <laughs> video cameras, all right? Just... With the help of the stripper, he gets the help of the actual stripper, um, and an Asian witch. Whoa. (laughs) Oh. And that's the woman from the beginning that I was talking about. That's a huge spoiler alert. It feels... Yes, it it feels very... Is that... Is she actually a witch, or was that a racist comment? No, she... she's a witch. Yeah, she... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Okay. It's it's a uh, I mean it's, I mean she has some it's some... Asian mysticism and and sort of black magic so I guess you could call that witch but you know for lack of yeah. a better term uh, Edward mm-hmm. sets out to clear his name while avoiding the assassin dead on a set on retrieving the videotape that a lot of this movie was just shot like in Miami it's Sergio Martino who also did like all the colors of the dark um, they this is one of his movies that he obviously shot in English in America often without any permits mm. and you can see some of the fight scenes like they're just like they're just doing it right there live like they're just they don't really have a lot of stunt doubles there's like a fight in like a like a parking lot that is pretty great with uh with mitch gaylord he, he works his ass off on this movie it, it was crazy and absolutely worth the watch it, it looked really good too. It's a good disc. There's interviews with the director, which I have yet to to watch. There's commentary as well. 
it's a good disc. So so far from Cauldron Films, I'm 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 impressed. They they have a couple uh, I believe Giallo movies that are coming out next month. So interested to see what they what they're gonna do after putting out this one. But American Rickshaw really dug that. Mark, what did you watch? Um, <clears throat> I watched Conquest. Yes, Lucio Fulci. I have this too. I need to watch yes. this. I was just looking at this last night. From a place beyond time comes a terrifying challenge beyond imagination. Conquest. Two men joined forces in a struggle for power in a realm of fear. Conquest. of courage to conquer the queen of darkness they faced the armies of evil to win the weapons of light feel the power accept the challenge of Conquest. Yeah, um, yeah, it's Lucio Fulci's uh, take on a sword and sandal movie. Oh God, uh, which this. is more of a um, boobs and bloodshed movie? Oh, perfect <laughs> or. <laughs> fog and flogging movie i i can't really tell there's a there's a real gossin blur on all the shots it's real hazy uh but and there's a ton of fog they are in the foggiest mystical land but anyway this is a so the the description of this movie typically the description in imdb is not quite spot on but this one is is pretty spot on a young man armed with a magical with magical bow and arrows embarks on a mystical journey through a mystical land to rid it of all evil and joins joins forces with an outlaw to take down an evil witch bent on claiming the magic bow for evil. Mm. And that's really it's really just a mystical witch who is a is it mystical? I'm not. I wait, wait, wait. A top, it's it's sure. mystical. Okay. A topless okay. woman who, by all she's she's wearing a, a gold mask. Is it mystical? And by all accounts, is <laughs> a mystical mask. On, a mystical <laughs> mask that is getting off on mystical snakes that keep crawling up and down her body. Whoa. Particularly in the southern region of her body. Uh, and then her vag- that her vagina, the, the southern mystics. <laughs> Come on, Brian. I like to leave call some, mystical I vagina. Like, leave some mystery around it. <laughs> I like to think all women have a mystical southern end to all of their bodies. Um, and um, respect, <laughs> respect. Uh, and uh, she conjures up these different creatures that come after him. Uh, and what's funny is it. I mean, effectively, this is like any other sword and sandal movie. But the gore is through the roof. It's like you took all the gore of zombie and put it in a Conan the Barbarian type movie. I loved this movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> I loved it nothing... from start to finish. I thought it was fair. I was, I was in from the first scene. I was like, this is this is a great movie. This is it is everything. It's fantastic. I couldn't recommend it more. Did, it, it, what disc did you have? Which one did you get? No, I this was on um, uh, Amazon oh, Prime. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, it is on Amazon Prime. I got the code red disc and I'm I'm really I've been meaning to watch this one. So now now uh, I'm going to have to check this out. You are in for a treat. I've I've just it heard nothing so but good. amazing things uh about this one and this is one of my I've got a couple Lucio Fulci blind spots and this is this is one of them. Does the plot make sense? No. That's uh, that's the best ma- Fulci does it, though. Does, that's the best does Fulci. It ma- does it matter? Not at all. <laughs> it is just a bunch of vignettes of naked people fighting each other for reasons you don't really know and then a ton of gore it's it's just fantastic i've been trying to get through one of his westerns that's also on prime and i keep i just keep not being able to get through it and so this one sounds like one i'd rather i'd rather fill this blind spot than that one uh it's 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 worth your time i i I, yeah i i would like to buy a better version of it because the copy on amazon prime is fine but you know you, you there's got to be better prints of it and i'd love to get any kind of bonus and any uh, any kind of commentary anything like that gives me a little bit a little bit of information of what went into the production of this because it's just it's really it i it's one of the best movies i've watched in 2021 and i know we're only a couple <laughs> weeks in but i loved it whoa, whoa that whoa. Just, it just okay top of 2021's list Dang. Well, then I will transition to this because it's somewhat adjacent. We finally watched, uh, because I had, I got the Killer Crocodile disc from Severin in one of their sales, and it also comes with Killer Crocodile 2. So we watched Killer Crocodile 2, much to Erica's chagrin. Mm-hmm. She was not pleased about having to watch this one. I was not. <laughs> and she did not watch all of it. I will say, I really like Killer Crocodile 1. Killer Crocodile 2 has moments. It definitely has moments. There's a moment when a crocodile, the crocodile, the crocodile is apparently like an, there's eggs at the end of Killer Crocodile 1. So apparently the Killer Crocodile left eggs. And this Killer Crocodile has now grown to gargantuan size that that I, I feel like are even bigger than the first one. Because in this one, it basically crashes into like this wooden shack that these guys are sleeping mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And it's basically looks like they put this, they mounted this onto a car and then crashed into the wall. A big crocodile, the biggest one I ever saw in my life. It's 40 feet long, maybe 50. How many inches? <laughs> I saw it. It's the biggest crocodile with the biggest mouth. Right, I tell you, like that. <laughs> That thing is enormous. It's the size of the wall. Yeah. Eats these two, eats these guys and and, and, and pulls the whole thing into the water, pulls yeah. the whole shack into the water. Yeah. And then later on, they're like, we got to fight this thing. And all of a sudden the size is much smaller. There's wonderful little bits like that that make Killer Crocodile have its own charm. But the best part of it is that it also comes with a full length documentary about the director who is, Gianetto De Rossi, who is actually mm-hmm. this is only one of his only directorial efforts. He is actually like the Italian Tom Savini. Mm. He did all of the okay. he did all the effects for he worked worked with Fulci a lot. So he worked <laughs> he did he did uh the makeup for zombie. So he did all of that, including he talks about doing the zombie that fights the shark. Mm. He basically uh, did a lot of, instead uh, of because he he says he didn't like the makeup effects in Dawn of the Dead and Georgia Romero's because even though you're putting this stuff on like some of them are blue some of them are greenish 
So he put on stuff that was like a mixture of like clay, essentially, to put on their zombie faces, Mm -hmm. which he felt would be more realistic or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's a zombie purist. Yeah. And so he wanted to show them in their truest form. (laughs) Correct. And so that's he said they put that on on him and it just stayed on in the water. And he was just like so pleased because he was like, all right, because <laughs> I'm like, a genius because he was basically he was also making makeup out of almost nothing like he had no money. Um, but he goes on. He does actually the makeup effects for Dune. Mm. He does the makeup. Effect. I just watched that. I just I just watched that yesterday. Wow. Yeah, he did. You know, yeah. the crazy guy with all the boils on his face. That's him. Yep. Yep, uh, the, em- he, the uh, emperor. He does the makeup for right? uh, Fulci's The Beyond. He oh, does. No kidding. He does the makeup effects for Rambo Three, where he ha- he infamously has that large arrow like in in his body that he has to pull out of his body. Mm. Later on, works again with Stallone in on Daylight. He also, speaking of sword and sandal, he did the makeup for Conan the Destroyer. So he has a. He also did High Tension, and he's still working. He had a movie that he talked about at the very end which is from 2017 called what happened to Monday. So he's still working. He's still doing makeup effects. And I found <laughs> the documentary about him totally engrossing. I started watching it and I was like, Oh, this is, I thought it was just a special feature. So I started watching it. And I was like, oh, I'll watch a little bit of this. And then I was like, Holy shit. This thing is like an hour and a half. This is like a whole other mm. movie. And I was like, Oh, well I'll watch a little bit more. Cause he's talking about zombie. And I just watched it to the end. <laughs> Because I was thoroughly into it. So a great special feature from the Severin disc of Killer Crocodile 2. Crocodile 2 is fine to watch. Certainly complete out that franchise. I, I think Killer Crocodile is definitely a whole lot better. And uh, def- I mean, in terms of having hilarious, cheesy uh, crocodile effects that they, they did for 50 cents. <laughs> it, it's a pretty amazing movie. Yeah. And I mean, I think the best part about killer croc too, is the, uh, I guess lead guy. Yeah. Lead sure. croc hunter. He, well, he's back for sleeveless pink blouse. <laughs> yes. That clearly he just cut the sleeves off of a woman's blouse. And then <laughs> yeah. felt that machoed it up enough that he was ready to go hunt for the croc. Anything else, Mark? I, I, I just want to quickly correct that it was Baron Harkonnen that was the guy with all the boils on his oh, face, not the Emperor. Thank, thank you. Uh, There's a lot of doom um, heads that were pretty pissed off. Uh, you just say <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, they were like, oh, you don't know man. shit. Ooh, we were going to get, we were <laughs> yeah. going to get, uh, we were going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else you watched? Uh, you know, so, uh, this year during the holidays, I typically watch, uh, you know, a lot of holiday themed movies and I, I didn't, I, I just decided this is the year I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to watch something, uh, only movies that are either new. So, uh, admittedly, and I hate to admit this, I watched a lot of, uh, Hallmark Good. holiday Good movies, for you. uh, which are, very bad mm-hmm. um but there is a there is a certain charm in the fact that they all have the same plot they all have the same sort of pacing and uh i i i enjoyed watching them but i did watch deadly games oh yes he's nine years old his name is thomas he's a little genius believes in Father Christmas. His two favorite pastimes, computers and superheroes. 
December 24th, midnight. Hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. Which is the uh, French Home Alone that came out before Home Alone. Uh, and uh, it was it was really, it was a really fun movie. So Didn't uh, know, Vinegar Syndrome just put that out on Blu-ray? I think they did. This was the this was on Shutter. It was a Joe Bob Briggs okay. uh, uh, movie that for his holiday episode. I you know I, at first I, I it was it, it took a little time to get going and I thought oh I don't know if I want to commit to this, but it really was. It's really fun to watch. So imagine Home Alone in in the sense that okay it's Christmas Eve. The mom had to go to work. Dad is nowhere to be found. This kid is home alone in this castle. He's like, he's, he's obviously very wealthy and this castle has all these secret passages through it. Uh, and he has all these different rooms of different themes and he's really into, you know, playing war games and he's, you know, he's an only child. And so he's mostly playing alone, these different scenarios. His mom has to go into work. His dad's not around. He's taking care of his elderly a diabetic grandfather who's and and this santa who is a killer comes to the house and is by all accounts trying to murder him and his grandfather and he does basically the same kind of thing that you see in home alone uh, uh, he's setting up different trap scenarios uh, he's setting up different ways that this kill that the santa claus can be hurt or maimed or killed as he's chasing him through this entire house. All the while he's trying to protect his grandfather who is, you know, not very mobile and is not of good health and trying to keep him alive uh, and not have him die because he can't keep up with this kid. It, it's, it really was a fascinating movie to watch and it really made you, and obviously Joe Bob Briggs brought this up. Like, did Home Alone kind of steal from this movie because it came out a year before? It wasn't a big hit, but a lot of the same tropes are used in Home Alone. So did they watch it and they did did they take kind of those ideas from it? I it's it's hard to say, but um, it was really an, it was really an enjoyable watch. So uh, I was I was pleased with it. Nice. I heard some good things about that one. That, that, that sounds really good. I have not seen that, so now we'll have to watch that as well. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a twist at the end that, and I won't... Oh, I'm out then. I'm no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to give it... I'm no, not gonna, no, 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 I'm not going to give it away. It actually made it a little bit more charming because... <laughs> I don't care for twists. Yeah, I don't it's, care um, for twists. I don't like movies with twists. <laughs> it, it it made... I actually found the twist to be kind of charming. Um, and it... I, I don't know. I I would I, I definitely recommend watching it. It was all those Hallmark movies. It made you soft. <laughs> if you, if you, they did. I mean, you know, Christmas on the Bayou, it still still resonates with me. Um, but it's I would so say different on the Bayou than it is anywhere it's else. So different and special. <laughs> well, when you have Marky Post, Marky Post can warm the heart oh, that's of right. anyone. You mentioned so, this during oh, yes. for Christmas. You mentioned yeah, that during I did. for Christmas. I did. Um, yeah. But I would say, which by the way, everybody should be checking out the Home for Christmas episode. Please, please, Uh, could not be. None of the Hallmark movies are worse than Home for Christmas, right? Um, no, 
No, uh, Home for Christmas is way worse than all the Hallmark, Hallmark movies because the Hallmark movies are, yes, they're formulaic and they're predictable, but they make sense. While Home for Christmas is just about a really angry homeless person, which yeah. I, I don't mean to go back into it. We've already covered this. We've go covered watch, it. We've covered go it. watch Home yeah. for Christmas. But I would say if you're going to, uh, if you if you have to choose between Deadly Games and um, Conquest, watch conquest first you'll be you'll you'll be glad you did you didn't get to watch silent night deadly night five toy maker did you i didn't but i i i I shit you not i looked for it i did (laughs) i was like i i think that is going on at least you know maybe not until christmas time but that's certainly going to be on my list for christmas movies real quick just going to go through a couple quickies that we watched we watched uh freaky which is the new Freaky Friday-esque horror take where a girl, teenage girl, switches bodies with a masked killer played by Vince Vaughn. Wow. And it was pretty good. Yeah. It was definitely very yeah. enjoyable. Yes. Vince Vaughn then plays sort of a, you know, he has a kind of a, a good mask that he wears. He's sort of like the sort of quiet Michael Myersy kind of uh, killer. Mm-hmm. And then somehow... I, the setup for them switching bodies is not terrific, but whatever, it's fine. Like it doesn't it's matter. Fine. Like it doesn't matter because the, the, the concept of the movie is like, all right, that's interesting. But then you get to watch Vince Vaughn play this teenage girl for the rest of the movie, and that's a delight. Yeah, that's yeah. the best. That's definitely pretty great. So Vince Vaughn has just kind of decided, like, I, I he was pigeonholed into being this certain kind of character, and over the last say five or six years. He's just decided, like, screw it. I'm going to play off-type characters, like, at every chance I can. From, like, you know, Brawl in Cell Block 99 to Dragged Across Concrete and even this. Like, like I love I love what he's doing. Like, I love yeah, the roles yeah. that he's taking. Yeah, he's, he's definitely doing whatever he wants right now. And isn't giving a shit. And isn't trying to make, like... The biggest blockbuster, though this was a pretty decent sized budget, and it's one that like you have to kind of rent. I think it was a bit of a, you know, it's one of those you have to kind of rent to watch right now. But honestly, it was worth it. I thought it was, it was re- definitely yeah, an enjoyable movie. That's this and, is a guy. This is a guy who's definitely he's made enough money, and he's yeah, just like yeah. now I can just kind of do yeah. whatever. Let me do what I, what I'm really fine. interests me now. Interests <laughs> yeah. me now because like I don't I don't have to just like make the million dollar movie just just to kind of you know keep that that house in the bahamas or whatever <laughs> keep that that uh, nice house in uh uh in the chicago suburbs in naperville but where they're gonna shoot the next course. the next judd right because he loves those he, i mean he was he, drawn in by the property values and the extensive sewer system <laughs> i mean that that draws a lot that draws a lot it's a big draw the other big movies that have come out we did watch were the uh the pixar soul movie mm-hmm. which was very good pixar very touching very touching movie pixar really tugs the heartstrings doesn't quite hit uh the heights to me of inside out but it got very close it's uh and i i really did like it i liked i liked it uh, a lot um would you think erica yeah i liked it a lot it was very touching um very kind of I don't know. It just kind of, it makes you think in the way that Pixar always does. It kind of makes you do a little self-reflection and, you know, think about yourself. So yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. 
it essentially to me was like that first 10 minutes of up, you know, which is like yeah. really heart wrenching, but it was like that in, as a movie mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and then the other movie that came out uh, to a lot of fanfare around the holidays that we watched was wonder woman, 1984. Mm-hmm. And I know Mark, you didn't see it because you're not a big comic book uh, movie fan. No, 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 no. Uh, no, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> and, but um, we watched it. Yeah. And well, we watched it. Yeah. And I, I let me say this. I didn't mind the first one. I liked the first one. I think the first I think the first two thirds of the first Wonder, movie, Wonder Woman movie is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. The last third, and which is essentially the end fight with the big bad is, you know, it's so it's so generic and so typical and so boring that I don't I don't even truly remember it. Really, it had its moments, but that was it. It had moments, but the first two I thirds think... were not bad. It was not bad. I think that the fact that you are going from the first movie takes place at World War One, simply because Marvel did World War Two and Captain America: The First Avenger. So they were like, well, ha, we will go to World War One, an untrod territory. But now we're skipping ahead a good 70 years or a little under 70 years. I can't wait for Captain America to cover the Spanish-American War. That's going to be a fun one. (laughs) We'll go even further back. You'll see. Wolverine was back alive in the the Spanish-American War. (laughs) Um, like like kind of odds and ends american history wars yeah exactly (laughs) be fun um and so now it's 70 years later i i you know there's such a it's such a massive jump and it's like nobody knows who wonder woman is it's like what have you been doing for 70 years anyway it's it's a very convoluted movie the the two bad guys in the movie Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, I will say, are acting their asses off trying to turn this into something. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just not super interesting. And then the device to bring Chris Pine back in, who played her boyfriend in the first movie, who who died in the end in a very Captain America-esque kind of death. Uh, I have no idea what that means. No idea. A plane plummeting into the water. <laughs> Essentially. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, you know that and, that happens to people that aren't Captain America. Yeah, it happens to other people as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is something that happens. Wait, it's, you crunch the numbers real time by airplane yeah, death. Yeah. Well, just saying, always it's ready. happened. It's always ready to crunch. It's, so, it's that's, happened to that's other what people. Sully was Sully was walking around going, "Call me Captain America." <laughs> that's who I am. I I I landed a plane on the water like Captain America. Um. <laughs> So, so <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, yeah. So. This movie, I gotta say, I, 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 I hope that they can course correct for for Wonder Woman three, and uh, but this this one just did not do anything for me. Our, I will say this: our daughter, who is ten, loved it and had a great time. So she thought it was great. Hey, that's all that really mattered for us. But uh, but I will. I, I don't think either of us liked it, right, Erica? It had moments. I it, liked it moments, moments of it. Kristen Wiig was great. I hate it because I do love Kristen Wiig and I would She's, fall on the sword great. for her. Yeah. I'm very charmed by Pedro Pascal. 
I think he's a delight and he's wonderful. And I just, Sarah, that lasso, it looks so ridiculous. Oh yeah. The lasso. It yeah. looks so ridiculous. Yeah. 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 I'll leave it at that. You make your own decisions about how, if the, if the lasso looks ridiculous or not. Lastly, and end on this movie and la- on another movie. Lastly to end, I do have another movie. Um, I rewatched a movie that Erica <laughs> is one of my favorite movies to put on just to annoy Erica that you're going to watch. You're going to watch this movie again. Um, it's like everybody has that movie. Back me up on this, Mark. Everybody has that movie that you're like, oh, man, I could pop this movie in and watch it anytime. Any if you're flipping around the channels and the movie's on, it doesn't yep. matter what part yep. of the movie it's in. You'll finish it. Right? Yep. yep. What's yours? What's yours? I, I have a couple, but. I mean, I didn't ask you, Ryan. I'm yeah. asking oh, Erica. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a good question. I I have a couple movies that I probably feel that way about, but they aren't typically on. They're Ma- not typically... Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any part of it that's on. Or any I of the will. Mad Maxes. Any quite of the Mad Maxes. Yeah. You're really. a big Mad and Max person. I love person. Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. of those movies, I will watch. So, you know, fun, adventure, upbeat. Okay. Here's Ryan's. I apologize for the mystery. You're not in any trouble. I just thought you should be somewhere safe when you found out. Everything's fine. You'll be fine. One, two, three. It's an awful thing you did to them. movie written and directed by jeremy solnier it is a movie about a guy who essentially is trying to take revenge on this family uh that you know uh i think i believe they killed his dad and yeah, it's a revenge movie gone wrong but it is and dark the guy is and wait you sad. believe that he killed his dad his dad you no, watched this movie many times that- but you don't know yeah he, he knows he, they that- killed his dad yeah. yes he's oh, explaining okay. it poorly here's what it is in a <laughs> nutshell they he goes after this family because they kill his dad. Yep. So his dad like fell in love with this, the mom of this other family and they had an affair and they got pissed off and they killed the dad. And now he's, he get he gets out. He tries killing one of the guys. He's just not a guy that is very good at exacting revenge. The main character, but he's going to go after this family anyway. So it's a comedy. No, it's not it's a comedy. It's not funny at all. No, ever. It's not, Nothing oh. about it's funny. There's a, but he's there not good a, at it. It's he's, very sad. There it's is, very dark. There, it's very like when you're like, oh, that's Ryan's movie. You're like, is Ryan okay? <laughs> like, so should somebody check on Ryan? Because Erica clearly isn't and won't. I, so I, I, should someone check on Ryan? Is he okay? Uh, it is. It, there is a funny scene in no, it. There isn't. That is amusing because. He needs to get a gun and he goes to see his old buddy who has a lot of weapons and a lot of land where he teaches him how to shoot. And that guy, 
that actor is actually the actor who played Buzz in the Home Alone movies. Oh, right, but again, that's not a funny circle. scene. That's just something full circle. funny. Something funny that you might recognize if you're really. Do they call attention. him Buzz? Do they say Buzz? Does no, he they have? Do not say Buzz. Does he have uh, like a like a like a chest that has Playboys in it? Do they cover that at all? Does he have a tarantula? They, he, mi- he might. He, he might. might. I don't. What, he does not what have is a tarantula this movie in the film. Again? Blue Ruin. Hmm. He I, then followed Blue Ruin up the, with. Well, here's what a quote from uh the from the front of the box says: "It's a brilliant, slow burning American revenge thriller. Slow burning, and this is the movie that I'll put in all the time, <laughs> any old time." It's pretty great, dude. It's a pretty great movie. Um, he followed this up with The Green Room, or Green Room, which was the one that had Captain Picard lead a, a, a group of Nazi skinheads in a, in a punk club. Another really good movie. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You should check all these out. I'm just telling you. But Blue Maybe Ruin. Or don't. Or, or st- honestly, <laughs> stick to your hallmarks. <laughs> stick to your hallmarks, Mark. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this bonus episode of the New World Podcast. We will be back soon with our first full movie podcast of 2021. And uh, we've got a lot li- uh, stored, a lot, sorry, what, huh? Two? Uh, we've got where a, are we? Two. <laughs> We've got a lot. We got to start up. this whole this whole episode again. Start it all, start over. all yep, over. Start all over. <laughs> yep. No good. Um, yeah, we've got a lot in store for 2021, and uh, we think you're going to like it. So stick around, or we will find out where you live, and we will exact mediocre revenge, a like slow in burning <laughs> American revenge on you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Check us out wherever you find podcasts. Find us on Twitter. Check out what Zach Stentz said to us. Thanks, Zach, for writing us. Uh, And uh, check us out there and on Instagram and on all the old Facebook. Check on your old, dust off your old Facebook account and look us up. Give us a like, uh, rate and review us. That would really do us uh, a solid if you could. And we'll see you next time on the New World Podcast. Right, Ryan? Bonus.